On this episode of Jesus Center Stage, we talk about bubbly water versus Snapple, listener comments, and wanting the benefits of Jesus, but not wanting Jesus. All right, Jesus Center Stage, uh, episode 10 is underway, so action means go. How are you this week? I'm great. You're great. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Because you are. Oh. Well, see, I went action because we now have video. It's right over there. I know. Yeah. So. But you don't have a clapboard. I don't have a clapboard. But who needs one when you got that? So, <laughs> so you know, we went, last week was our first week of uh, of having a video. And we, we put it on Facebook on the Jesus Center Stage page. And I tell you what, it was phenomenal. The the number of people that interacted, uh, we had some comments on there, and uh, therefore we're doing it again this week. And uh, and we're going to be going to YouTube. We're going to start doing some YouTube. I don't know uh, exactly when that will be, but I'm going to say within the next couple of weeks. Uh, so if you're listening. Start looking for us on YouTube here in a couple of weeks. We'll make that announcement official when it's going to happen. Uh, and I don't know if it'll be full episodes or if we will continue to do uh, excerpt, ex, how do you say that? Excerpts. Excerpts of, uh, throughout the podcast. So that's something uh, exciting about. And I guess now I have to buy me a, a clapboard. No. So we can do no. Action? No. All right, then. Uh, so I see you got some buble water uh, with you today it's bubbly i have sweet tea in my glass so tell me about the bubbly water it's bubbly and you hated it the first time you drank it didn't you i did but see i'd buy it all the time i buy sparkling water all the time on orders Mm -hmm. and so there was one day the bubbly water was on sale and you know how i am when things are on sale just they're just better when they're on sale so i picked up one and picked up a case and the first one i drank i was like oh this stuff is awful how can people drink this stuff but by the time i got to can number eight in that first case so you're you're gonna drink something even though you don't like it because you bought it i would have thrown it away no but when I first started drinking it, but like halfway through the can, I was like, I, I don't know. I'm going to give it another shot. And then the second can, I was like, maybe I do like this stuff. But then I got a different, I got different flavors today. See, I got a peach one and this one is strawberry. Yeah. And this, the strawberry one is like eating a crisp, ripe strawberry. No, if you want that, then you go with Snapple. And no, that's an apple. apple. Snapple apple is but heaven if, in a bottle. I know, it, but this it is this just is like a, an apple. It's a whole different, whole different thing here. You can't by put the way, those in we the are same. not uh, sponsored by Bublé, Boob, <laughs> Michael Bublé water, um, or by Snapple. <laughs> uh, it's so, bubbly. Bubbly water. I keep Despite thinking, Michael Bublé's commercial, yeah, it is bubbly. Commercial, you know where he's sitting there mm-hmm. putting the little mark above. He takes a sharpie and and rewrites it on all the on the, all the cases, on yeah, the cans. Yeah. Um, so I do not like the bubbly water, though I do like Michael Bublé. I like both. I like both. Okay, and and Snapple is on point. We can, we can agree on that. So, um, 
so that's what's going on right now. We started our video uh, part of the podcast. Uh, we're on episode 10 of We've the podcast. We've gotten some feedback, including suggestions for topics. Yes. One of which we are tackling right now. That's right. So that was cool. Well, no, we were, not right now. Nobody suggested <laughs> bubbly water that we talk okay. about that. We will tackle one of those topics in a moment. In a moment, yeah. So, however, uh, we were very excited to get the get the list. Yeah, yeah, get we was started on some of these topics, uh, and we'll we'll dig into that uh, as she said a little a little, a little deeper uh, in in just a few minutes into the topics and um, but that's a great great time just to remind people that they can email us at Jesus Center Stage at gmail dot com. Uh, contact us through the Facebook page, which is Jesus Center Stage on Facebook. If you search it, if you search it, if you just put it in, it's facebook.com slash centering Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, as I said, coming soon, we'll be on YouTube. So then obviously we have comments there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I love hearing from people that are listening and, uh, to, and hearing their feedback, the things they like and, and some even that they don't like. And uh, and it helps us to to know what we're doing right, and what we're doing wrong. Yep. Uh, so that that's great. But yeah, we're gonna get into some of that today. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of times we'll start out kind of talking about our week, kind of what's happened since the last uh, pot time we was here at the podcast, which we're usually recording uh, just so people know on Wednesdays is usually uh, when we're doing this, and we try to do it at the same time and. And uh, so we got about a week in between uh, each time. Uh, but I have really done nothing since the last time we was here except <laughs> went to work uh, and and came home. Uh, we had a couple church services in between there, um, which I did miss on Sunday uh, because of work. But uh, So I don't have a whole lot to... The most exciting thing in my week is when I got the... Uh, feedback from my scary professor saying that my paper was perfect. That that was the highlight. Of course, we're gonna bring that up. That was well. That was the yeah. highlight. Of and just my for week. our listeners, just just to keep, uh, let me stop you from bragging so you don't have to brag. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did read the the letter from your professor that said that was probably the best paper he had read in any class in several years. So, um, but well the, done. The point well of done. that is not that I did good. The point of that is that was from the scary professor. Which you have no reason. He's scary. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll move on uh, from that. But uh, yeah, so it's been a it's been a pretty uh, low key uh, week. Um, I guess the biggest thing happened to me, and I and you haven't even seen this yet, but today uh, I got a new Bible. Uh, it, it got I did delivered. see it. I brought it in the house. You saw the box it was in. Um, I knew what was inside. Okay. But wait until you see it. Is it pretty? It it's yeah, I guess it's pretty. But it's a it's a study Bible. And it's called uh, the Evidence Bible, and it is packed. That sounds good. It's packed full of of commentary. Um, of course, it's it's got the whole Bible. But it's got commentary and it's got articles included in it um, of the evidence of of God, evidence of Jesus, like historical the evidence, evidence, kind of thing. All the above. Wow. It has it has so much in it that uh, um, I'm really excited to to get in that. Um, you know, coming up 
at some point on Jesus Center Stage, we're going to have some some podcasts where we're out. Um, we've got we've got a recorder that we've purchased, and we're going to go out and we're going to witness um, and on on the air, mm-hmm. and that's and we're going to include that in our I podcast. I pass at least one or two places every single day. Yeah. When I'm out delivering, that I'm like, man, that would be a great place just to hang out for a few minutes mm-hmm. and talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do that. But this this particular Bible has so much in it that is that is uh, focused in on that witnessing and how to answer those questions. It's called the Evidence Bible. So when you get these questions and these things, there's so much in, in this Bible uh, that uh, pertains to that. So I'm really excited. So that's pretty much the exciting thing that happened to me this week and a lot of people's like wow that's it but uh you know we're working like 70 hours a week at work right now and uh so by the time i get home and eat and shower and maybe study a little bit um it's about time to get ready for the next day so not a lot exciting but um as you said we got some we got some feedback we got some ideas and uh one of those ideas that we got um and I'll just say it came from a guy at work and his family, uh, and uh, and he told me that they sat together and talked about these things, which was awesome to me. Uh, you Very know, much so. Yeah. Uh, we're a big supporter of uh, family, and I, I think you hear that term a lot, the nuclear family. I'm not sure if I really understand that fully. Uh, but hold I, on. You hear that term a lot? I do. I do. I've you, never heard that term. Really? What does that mean? I, well, from my understanding, and I've, maybe I should have researched that, but I think it means the a traditional family with a with a dad and a mom and the children. And they're called nuclear. The nuclear family. Um, I've never heard that. Well, you'll I'm, have. I'm googling that. You Google that now. I'm googling um, it right now. And while she's doing that, uh, but anyways, uh, the the subject that that was brought to us was that uh, it was kind of a headline uh, titled, I guess you could say, under the word selfishness. Uh, but then it went on to ask about, about when people want, uh, want the fame of Jesus, want the recognition of Jesus, uh, but without actually wanting Jesus. So we're going to tackle that uh, topic here on this podcast. It's a thing, apparently. Of course. I said it was. It has to be. Well, right? you make up things all the time, so <laughs> I didn't know. But Google says it's a thing. Did it give a... Def- it a, said a, a couple and their dependent children. Yeah, it's it's a so. mother and a father and, and the children that make a nuclear family. And, and uh, you know, we I understand... Always think of a bomb when you say that word. <laughs> uh, we understand that that's not always possible, uh, but then there's some that actually encourage you know, a single parent uh, kind of thing or uh, kid, you know, children living with grandparents or whatever. And I, you know, I lean towards if at all possible for the parents to have that happy marriage, that happy home and staying together, keeping that family intact, which is not common anymore. Um, it's because but, Jesus uh, isn't common anymore. That's that's true. When you take God out of out of the family, you take him out of the schools, you take him out of out of everyday life, you take him away from being center stage in your life is, of course, what we're here uh, proclaiming. Uh, it it tears apart at at the very threads of things. So, yeah. um, but we we did kind of chase a little bit of a rabbit trail there. But it was it was good to hear somebody say they sat down with their family and talked about these things and you know about uh, scriptures and and 
and biblical principles and biblical ideas. But so it's about selfishness today, and the um, the way that that it's it's often uh, for us to want the as as they said the fame of Jesus, the recognition of Jesus, the uh, the image of being a Christian without actually wanting Jesus. Um, so to appear like we know him, but live like we don't. Exactly, yeah, and that that's uh, that's something that's that's rampant, mm-hmm. and, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say inside church houses, inside yeah. church buildings, is people that that uh, go to church because it looks good in the community, it looks good at you know to their friends, uh, but they have n- really no interest in Jesus Himself. They have interest in the church. We talked about that a little bit at youth tonight. That there's so many there's so many people who they go to a certain church because their grandpa did or their mom said this is what it should be or whatever and and it becomes a thing of routine or expectation mm-hmm. like this is what I'm supposed to do this is what so and so expects me to do and and there's not that concept of really who Jesus is or serving him or giving their life to him or they're just in it for the yeah. for the show, I guess, for the image of mm-hmm. of going to church, and then you have those two that they have the image, like like the ones we were just talking about. They have the image, but they don't really know more than that. But then you have those who know more than that, and they just don't want it. Yeah, like they would just let me just look like it. Mm-hmm. And I really I like my life Monday through Saturday the way that I'm living it. So on Sunday, I'm going to do what's expected, Yeah. but don't touch my life the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got my own thing going on. That, that, and, and I think that, that results in in a few hours a week dedicated to church. And I said church. Mm-hmm. I didn't say to Jesus. Yep. I didn't say to God, but to church. And then the rest of the week dedicated to ourselves. Yeah. And and we hear that a lot. Uh, you, you'll hear, you know, preachers and evangelists and uh, teachers say that you know people try they're trying to fool people they're trying to, to trick people into thinking there's something or not um, but I tend to think that in most cases I disagree with that and that I think that most of the time the people are really trying to fool themselves um, if you can if you can make yourself think that you have eternal security that you have uh, a relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus showing um, up on Sunday morning. Yeah. And then the rest of the time you can you can lie, cheat and steal and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what people do. There's Even, a lot of people that are very very good moral people, but they still don't have a relationship with Jesus. Even if they're not out there like you said doing all those bad things, even if even if we're just coasting. Mhm. If we're just coasting, we're not growing. So even if we're just you know, just going with the flow. I'll do whatever, you know. And we're not giving him our time or our attention. Or, you know, if we're not living a life dedicated to him and we're just, like, floating, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think the same thing applies. Yeah. That we just we just go through the motions. It, it does. Um, I want to take us into Scripture uh, a little bit here. Um in in Acts chapter eight, uh, we see 
a story of a man uh, referred to as Simon the Sorcerer. Um, and, uh, and Philip had went to um, Samaria, and that he was there um, preaching Jesus. And it said that Simon the Sorcerer uh, was a prominent man in, in, that, in that place, in that time there, uh, that people, uh, I guess you could say, were kind of in awe of him. Uh, and you think basically he was he was a magician, and he done things that they didn't understand and things that wowed them. But when when I was just looking at it, it said they they attributed it to the power of God. Yeah. When he did things. Yeah. So he was he was doing something that was that was un, unusual, mm-hmm. uh, something that couldn't be explained. But then Philip came and was just preaching Jesus, and and we see that Simon then seen what what Philip was doing and said okay I want in on this you know um and and then there's a good little story in there mm-hmm. about him uh but then it comes to this point where um Peter and John had now came to Samaria joined in with Philip and uh, it says they was baptizing people and laying hands on them being filled with the holy ghost and it got to that point that Simon the sorcerer said, "I will pay you money to get what you're, mm-hmm. what you have, what God has given you as a gift, uh, what has, what God is doing through you uh, and for you. Um, if you'll just tell me how to get that, I'll give you money for it." Um, and I just went somewhere unpopular. You well, well share. The whole idea of prosperity preaching, uh, if you sow a seed, God will give you this. Mm-hmm. Is that not the same principle, let me buy what I need? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I know God loves a cheerful giver, but when you're giving or sowing a seed, mm-hmm. as, as they like to say, an astronomical amount of money because you want a certain thing, yeah. That's the same exact principle of saying, well, I want to be filled with the Holy mm-hmm. Ghost or I want the power that you have. So here, let me let me sow a seed. Let me buy it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, um, you, you know, I, I've mentioned in the past how uh, how thankful we are at the numbers that we're seeing of our listeners. And I can't help but think that in our listeners, there's there's some out there that that have have failed for that to sow mm-hmm. seeds. Uh, so I'm here today saying if you're sowing a seed uh, under those terms to these preachers that you're hearing saying, if you'll send me you know, a $10 seed or a $100 seed, or if you really want a good blessing, send a $1,000 seed, your money is going to that preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just about guarantee if you Google him and research him, you'll find that, that he is he's got the nicest house you know of anybody listening to him he probably has a a jet plane uh he has you know house uh staff that waits on him those kinds of things so your your money is going to him and it is it is useless i also think that it might be again this is unpopular but i also think it might be an insult to god to try to buy something that he has provided for free well like to try to buy his power or buy his answer to prayer or buy his salvation 
Exactly. That's, that's not how this works. And, and this might be a little bit of a reach, but I think it's perfectly within the, the scope of things here, is at, at some point you're almost putting yourself um, somewhat equal to God and saying, okay, God, I'm going to give you something, yeah, that, and then you can give me something. Bartering with God. Like like he needs something from us, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, that's um, that's something that 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 I feel pretty strongly about is, and, you know, there was, there was a time a couple years ago that I, I heard a, a preacher um, asking for to someone to send in a seed. And, and what he was pushing that day was if you're needing a house, if you will sow a seed, then the Lord will bless you for, with a house. Well, they said that a woman sent in, um, I mean, he was looking for tens of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. And a woman sent in maybe like I think maybe $1,100. And uh, we got something going on here. We're going to hit remind me later. Um, the woman sent in... Uh, they wanted to do it now. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're uh, not watching on on if you're only listening, uh, there's updates trying to update across the computer there. But anyway, back to it. the the woman um, uh, sent in like eleven hundred dollars or something, and his reply was, "I hope you're not wanting a very nice house if that's all you're willing to sow." Um, and basically, you're making that guy rich. Uh, so but when terrible. it comes to the when it comes to the, the the things of God, the blessings of God, the the provisions of God, uh, the Bible makes it clear God loves a cheerful giver. But more than that, I believe God loves the pure of heart, hmm. the ones that that give when they have to give, the ones that don't give when they don't have to give, the ones that take care of the poor when they're capable of doing mm-hmm. it and he loves the poor who are not capable of of helping anyone so it's all in in the heart but it's definitely not in that but um but back to simon the sorcerer sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh you know he uh he wanted to buy it mm-hmm. and uh, and peter told him son you've got your bible out there uh peter told him something along the lines of uh your money is going to perish just like you are uh, basically, that would be us saying your money's no good here. He actually said, "Thy money perish with thee." Perish with thee. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if that was like your money's not good, or you and everything get mm-hmm. just get don't don't yeah. even want to see you no more. Well, he says, "Thy money perish with thee," because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased for with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. See, in there, we see the heart. The heart was not right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that, that would be... It's a heart issue. That would be a, a, a prime example of someone who was wanting the fame of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, but not not actually wanting... Well, it looked good. Yeah, yeah. You, you think... Uh, and, of course, we don't know Simon the Sorcerer and, and his every intention... But from the way I read that and the way I understand it, I would say maybe Simon uh, was was uh, the kind of guy that was thinking, if I can get this gift that I, that I see that Peter and John have, then I can go out and make money with this. I can go out and get fame for this. 
because I'll be known as the guy that can heal people mm-hmm. or the guy that can that can you know pass the Holy Spirit yeah. on to someone else and maybe I'll charge them 1995 <laughs> and and you know and before you know it I'm a wealthy man yeah. and I think that was what we've seen in Simon's heart in the amplified it actually says Peter told him may your money be destroyed along with you yeah so it's so, getting worse as we go here <laughs> Peter is yeah I mean, that's not, like, we, we couldn't even say that to somebody today. Like, Peter's not missing words. <laughs> He's like, may you and your money be destroyed with you because you thought you could buy the free gift of God with money. Yep. And then so. it says, it says your heart, motive, or purpose is mm-hmm. not right before God. Yeah. So, like you said, if if he thought, well, I'm going to get famous if I do this, and then maybe I'll charge somebody. Mm-hmm. And like you know that that whole the end game there, his his purpose wasn't wasn't right. Yeah, his motive wasn't the kingdom. Yeah, um, another story we can look at too, and I believe it's in Matthew. Uh, I have to get back with you on Matthew. Let's see, was it nineteen? That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, I see it right here. Uh, Matthew nineteen uh, is is the rich young ruler, and. Um, and it's a story of a, of a man that came to Jesus and said, um, well, he claimed that he had he had kept all the law. That, that is questionable. He had kept the Ten Commandments from birth. That is uh, questionable. Is, is, what, is what he claimed to Jesus. And then he says, so now, now that I've kept everything uh, in the law, which, and of course that that means I'm perfect, what do I need to do to follow you? And... Uh, do you ever wonder if if Jesus thought in that moment, how many things could I point out right now? Mm-hmm. Like, because Jesus, well, Jesus was human, but he still, he was God, so he knew everything. So he knew all of the times that that dude failed mm-hmm. on some point. So, like, yeah. he could have, like, well, there was this time that you said this to your mom, and there was this time mm-hmm. that, like, well, he could have listed yeah. out all that stuff. And I think he did. I think he did, it, I mean, not listed out, but I think he called him out without him even realizing he did. Because if we look, uh, Jesus said to him, go and sell all that you have. Give the money to the poor. I think I think that wasn't just a random idea of Jesus, but I think when the guy says, I've kept the law, I'm perfect in every way, what should I do to follow you? I, thought, I think Jesus said, okay, here's one that will get him. Just go sell your stuff, give it to the poor, because he knew that that this man had a heart issue when it came to his money. That's so that's instead true. instead of this is just my thoughts, but instead of Jesus saying, "Well, okay, uh, young man, uh, how do you feel about your belongings, or how do you feel, or or you know, I how was your heart about this uh, this situation or this situ- and and as you said making a list of the things that he he'd failed in apparently he didn't realize but i think instead of making that list jesus just kind of pointed out okay well how about this and i think right that's, then that's true because in in like we've been talking about the the ability to act like jesus like a follower but not actually be a follower mhm um, he he kept the law. He did what was expected. He did what was proper, but there was still the heart issue. 
So instead of addressing the surface things that looked good, that looked right, Jesus just pointed to the heart and mm-hmm. said, well, there's this thing, yeah. you know, and, and this think, little thing called your heart, think, not in the right place. Think about this. Let's say, uh, was it two weeks ago when we had like 20 degree weather? I think so. Something like that. Let's just say. I've been enjoying the 60s. On, on that particular day, it's 20 degrees outside. We're in here in our house. It's warm. We're sitting in there on the couch watching TV. And I say, Elsie, how much do you love me? And you say, I love you so much I'd do anything for you. I would never say that. And then I say. Because you would tell me to do something horrible. And then I say, would you care to go outside and get something out of my truck for me? Nope. And you would have said, no. Well, see, your your what you just claimed was, I love you so much, I'll do anything for you. But then when I point out something that I know you wouldn't do, I didn't have to point it out. I just put it out there as a question to get you to answer that own question. And I think that's what Jesus did here. Depending on what it was. You ain't going outside when it's 20 degrees no I did what. the other morning. I went outside and started your truck when you woke up late. Well. Exactly. There was that. <laughs> There was that. You just ruined my illustration now. Um, I don't want everybody thinking okay. I'm horrible Nine to you. Nine times out of ten, <laughs> okay. you're not stepping foot out that door when it's 20 degrees until absolutely necessary. I'll give you that. But, uh, no, I think that's what Jesus done. And, you know, Jesus, uh, the guy told him, I'm perfect in every way. I've kept every law. And Jesus says, okay, well, if you're perfect in every way, you won't mind selling all your stuff and giving it mm-hmm. to the poor. And then come follow me. That's what you're asking me to do. And and by doing so, he kind of shined a light on this man. I think this man probably, it says he went away, what, exceedingly sorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, in the Amplified, it says grieving and distressed. Yeah. So he went away, you know, grieving and sorrowful. But I also think he went away with the realization i'm not as good as i thought i was you know i was i was wanting to follow jesus based on my thoughts that that i've kept every law and that my heart is perfect and in those things but i think he walked away thinking first of all i've i've got some issues that i haven't even realized myself and i need to I need to deal with these things. Well, I think he's a he's a good example, too, of what we started out talking about in, in that we want the stuff, the fame, the benefits of Jesus, but we don't want Jesus. Mm-hmm. He came wanting to be known as a follower of Jesus because he saw that there was fame in that and there was, you know, there was blessing in that. But when it came down to what I want or Jesus... I'm going to stick with what I got. Yeah. Like, it, it came down to, it, it, just, it just came down to that. Mm-hmm. To what do I want more? Yeah. You know, and, and a couple weeks ago, uh, it was a youth night, and we were praying before we got started in Bible study. And I was, as I was praying, I said a phrase that I've said countless times to the point that it maybe is a cliché. And I know that sounds terrible, but I'm just being real here. It's a cliche to say things are cliche now. Is it? If we say it enough, it will be. Continue on. Okay. So anyways, I I said the phrase, I want you more or I need you more. Mm -hmm. And I've said that so many times in in my prayer. In prayer, Mm -hmm. yes. And and I mean it. I, I really do mean it. But that night when I said that, as soon as I said, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, 
it was like God took a little a pen and scratched out the word more and wrote instead above mm. it. And I was like, whoa. Because that takes it to a whole new level. Not just I want I want to grow my capacity for God, but I want to squash my capacity for anything else. Yeah. Because I want him. I mean, if you if you want something more, that's great. But if you want it instead, yeah, that means, that means you're, you're giving up something. Exactly. That means you're letting go of something. You're giving up something to have him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a whole that's a whole new thing to yeah. be able to and and. And I had to pause and really search and say, God, search me, because I don't know if I can pray that with a sincere heart. Yeah. Like, is my desire in the right place? Am I focused in the right place to be able to say, I do want you instead? Because when you start putting things in that blank, I want you instead of that financial breakthrough I've been praying for. I want you instead of that prayer being answered. I want you instead of the job change because this one's stressing me out. I want you instead of that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start putting things in that place, it takes a whole new meaning to oh, yeah. wanting Jesus. Because if you're, if it means I'm giving up something to have him or I'm giving up something to know him more, then then you're serious about it. You're not just mm-hmm. adding him into what you have. Yeah, you're not saying let me. I'm gonna keep this, you know, this habit that I've got or mm-hmm. this this thought process I have, and I want more of you too. But it's like if this thought process or this thing that I'm seeking after is distracting me from you, then I'll and take. Not room. Yeah, I'll take you instead of that. And, yeah. And in, uh, yeah, and that's, I think a lot of good. a lot of things comes come down to that. Mm-hmm. Do do I want you instead of the TV show that I like? Do I want you instead of the horrible things that I want to say to somebody who cut me off on the road? Mm-hmm. Or you know, do it, it comes down to the everyday things in our lives. Of do I want to do things my own way and just have a little bit more of him on Sunday? Yeah. Or do I want him instead? And that requires giving up something. That requires sacrifice, and nobody likes sacrifice. No, no sacrifice. It, with anything, it it might feel painful. Uh, it might feel an, a, a sense of emptiness because mm-hmm. maybe something was in your life and now it's not. Um, whether it be an activity, whether it be a person, whether it be a job or, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, being pruned uh, and, and, you know, uh, the, the vine mm-hmm. uh, and, and the branches. Uh, so, you know, those kind of things are are sometimes painful but that's what that's what draws us closer that's to, what to makes Jesus. us like him being conformed it, into the yeah, image of christ yeah. so um but there's also the thing of not only in, in pruning and giving up something but there's also that it, it comes down to how much do you want him do you want him instead when you're faced with something you can have when yeah. you're faced with an opportunity um a job opportunity a a promotion opportunity a relationship opportunity mm-hmm. you know like you can put anything in that in that blank and you're faced with something that looks good yeah something that you know it's not the bible doesn't say thou shalt not take that job mm-hmm. you know or thou shalt not be with that person it, it, it doesn't say that so it you you have this opportunity but 
if that thing, whatever it is, distracts you from Jesus, mm-hmm. pulls you away from Jesus, is more of a priority in your life than Jesus, yeah. then you're essentially choosing it over Jesus, mm-hmm. and we you're going to lose him in the process. I think in all those things, and I think relationships, uh, especially if we have younger a younger audience, you know, uh, can can really be, uh, you know, something that can derail us. Uh, but I think in all those things, relationships with jobs and and on and on and on. Uh, if if we just look at at the name of this podcast and think, can I have that relationship and keep Jesus at the center of it? Mm-hmm. Can I take that job and keep Jesus at the mm-hmm. center of it? Or am you I know, sacrificing? Can, Jesus? Yeah, can I? Can I hang out with these people mm-hmm. and still have Jesus at the center of my That's life? That's a good one. Uh, and if the answer is yes, can I have that attitude? Yeah, and keep yeah. Jesus <laughs> and keep exactly. Jesus center stage. If, if the answer is yes, then then pursue it. Mm-hmm. But if you ever see that you're that you, you you find out you was wrong, and that now in this relationship that it's the other person that is the center of your life, or you're the center of your life then you need to reevaluate and think, mm-hmm. the reason I took this step was because I said, I can do this and keep Jesus at the center of it. Um, it's, a, it's a scary place to be in, though. If you, if you commit to something mm-hmm. and you're not a thousand percent sure yeah. that Jesus is, is okay with this, that he's leading you to do this, you're, you're jeopardizing your relationship with him. And and the reason that I say that is because, like we talked about, if, if I want you instead, not just having the capacity grow, but where your capacity changes to only hold him. And if if we choose something, and we commit to something or someone, and that begins to take the capacity of our lives, that begins to take the focus then Jesus just gets pushed out. It's yeah. not that he leaves us. It's not that he washes his hands of us and just leaves. It's that we push him out mm-hmm. because we've chosen something instead of him. Yeah. So He's... it's it's not that he, when, when I say we lose Jesus, it's not that he like dumps us and yeah. leaves. It's just that we, we have that, cho- we have made that choice yeah, he, for he something become, other than him. Yeah, he becomes someone in our lives instead of the center point right. of our lives that other people also right. get to be a part of. So, um, but back back to the that original thought of of wanting that that fame, that recognition, and uh, of of Jesus, but not wanting him. But then I look. This is very misunderstood. I think. Um, that we, outside of the death, the burial, and the resurrection, let's those are the those are the foundations, and we know that. But let's go back prior to that through the Gospels. What was the fame of Jesus? Signs and wonders, miracles. Well, that's what brought attention. That's what fame is, right? Well, yeah, okay, yeah, he did. He worked signs, wonders, miracles, and that and that did draw attention but there was also people that hated him because of some of those things true we see because it took the attention off of them yeah, they, they we envious. see in one place was it with uh was it with the the demonic 
of Gadara where they said they told him to leave. They told him to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, no, what I was going, which track I was headed down, was if we look from from the beginning. Let's go to his to his birth, and then let's go up until the cross. Not not to the cross, but up until it. I think what Jesus, the one thing we can see through the Bible that was day in and day out. And maybe not considered fame in our eyes, but it's what he done the most was suffer. So when we mm-hmm. say we want the fame of Jesus without Jesus, okay, well, the, the fame of Jesus was that the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He said, what did he say? Foxes have, have holes, holes and, yeah. and birds have nests, and, you mm-hmm. know, but the son, of, the son of Man, Jesus, does not have a place to lay his head. Um, we see that, uh, um, you know, he was, he was asleep in the, in the boat. It wasn't that he was staying in nice places. It wasn't, yeah. uh, you, you know, we see. That speaks to how tired he was. He was asleep yeah. in a storm in the bottom yeah. of a boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we see that he, he went 40 days without food, mm-hmm. uh, in the wilderness. We, we can see, uh, one example after another of, of suffering we see one particular story where it says that he uh, uh they wanted to kill him and and he had he left through the crowd um so when you say i want the fame of jesus i want to 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 be recognized like jesus you was gotta walk like jesus then then you know i think too many people are thinking that 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 fame that recognition means the the miracles and the and those kind of things or the prestige well see jesus has prestige he has honor he has glory because he died on a cross through the things that he suffered and and that through the things he suffered so we really need to be careful what we're what we're asking for because if he gives us the same fame that he had then people are going to see us suffering well to have the same impact that he had you have to walk the same walk Mm -hmm. and that's i think where we where we get off so many times is because we want the impact we want the attention we want the fame but we don't want the sacrifice and the suffering of being made into his image and being pruned like we talked about earlier and and being conformed to him and and being faced with those decisions of which one do I want more which one do I want instead of mm-hmm. the other because there's not room for both yeah. it's Jesus or this um and and we don't want that stuff that stuff's not fun yeah that stuff's not pleasant the the good part of of knowing Jesus and and being able to lay that claim that I know him is that that we will suffer but that in that suffering we have joy we have peace we have compassion for those who are causing our suffering we have uh, a a peace that surpasses all understanding uh because of him and that's that's where that's where the the fame of jesus mm-hmm. is at that's where that that acknowledgement that we are like him is that in suffering we can still be like him um, you know, it's going back. It's not nowhere did we see Jesus talking about planting a seed and and getting something great back in return. 
as far as financial mm-hmm. or as far as far as like we said he didn't have nowhere to lay his his head he didn't have a home he wasn't going around collecting quote seeds yeah yeah he talked about sowing seeds mm-hmm. uh and but not financially and, yeah <laughs> but it was not uh it, there was never anything in there that says if you will follow me you will receive great honor and you will receive glory he you said, will receive you, a great if house if any man will follow me yeah. he must take up his cross mm-hmm. deny himself daily take up his cross yeah. and follow me he also me. said the 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 things that he is going to prepare for us are greater than anything that that we've ever even thought about so if if we're seeking fame and and any kind of recognition we need to be prepared to suffer here so that when we get to that place where in my father's house are many mansions mm-hmm. where the thing the you know eyes have not seen and ears have not heard um one place in the bible it says uh, uh for the things of of and i'm paraphrasing here but the things of heaven uh, the things of this earth don't compare to the things right. in heaven uh, when we get there, that's our reward. That's that's our reward is that we get to be there. We get mm-hmm. to, so, uh, yeah, trying to fake it, trying to fool someone else or fool ourselves um, is is fruitless. It's it's dangerous. Well, when we're seeking the, the things that look good, we're actually missing the good thing itself, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we're just wanting the fame, but we're not willing to give up something to actually get close to him or get to know him. We're missing. We're just, we're missing out. Yeah. If you don't know him, you are missing out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about if you don't go to church or if you don't memorize the scripture every day, or if you don't sing the right in the right key, I'm saying if you don't know him, Yeah. if you don't know Jesus, not know about him, not know his story, but if you don't know him, have a relationship with him, and and dedicate your life to him. If you don't know him like that, then then you're missing it. Yeah, you you're the one that's uh, that's making those decisions to chase the things of this world, and and in which are temporary. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, and those things are going to go away. Uh, but the the real reward, the real uh, blessing, is is in following him, and and no, it's not glorious. A lot of times but you get Jesus but you get Jesus it, it might be painful but you get Jesus it might be uh, financially burdened but, but you, you get, get Jesus. Jesus but you know what it might also be be fantastic mm-hmm. uh, it might um, it might place you in in a marriage that is is so um, rewarding that is very you know just beyond words um, it might place you in a job that you don't feel like you're working anymore. Why? Because you've put Jesus mm-hmm. at the center of it, and then those things come into play. Uh, I just don't want to overplay the suffering. Yes, we w- we need to be prepared to suffer. Yes, we will suffer. But he it's said not, it's not all bad. He no. got our bad. No, he said if they hated me, they will hate you. Yeah. But it, it, we're we're the in the same place where all the disciples were happy enough in this life in this suffering to suffer all the way to death the same as jesus did so um if you claim to know him then get to know him uh and and if you if you don't know him then don't claim it 
um, and don't seek the fame don't, and the recognition. Don't fool yourself into knowing him. Yeah. Just because you go to church on Sunday. Yeah, he's not fooled. No, but um, fooled. don't don't fool yourself. And the reason I say that is because if you can convince yourself, well, I know Jesus because mm-hmm. I know the Christmas story. Or I know Jesus because I know he died. And I, I said a prayer one time. Somebody asked me, did I want to be saved? And, and they told me what to say, and I said it. Yeah. That's the one we hear. If you can convince yourself, well, I know Jesus mm-hmm. because of I was baptized when I was seven or whatever. They. How about I'm a work in progress? You ever hear that don't one? Don't even get me started bet, on that And one. yes, we are all works in progress. But that is used as an excuse. But, but when you see people going backwards in their progression... <laughs> And That's they're, a regression. They're like, oh, I, I, I'm saved and sanctified and set apart, but, you know, I'm cheating on my wife, and I'm, you know, I've just got home from the bar, and, and or, or not even that, but, you know, I just, I lied 15 times a day, and I've done this. And then they say, but I'm a work in progress. Well, you're fooling yourself. Not, yeah. You're not going to be perfect. We're not going to be perfect, but. At the same but time, you, you should gonna, be able to see the fruits of, of what he's We're going to have to continue this next week because I got some more here. But if you're if you're saying you're a work in progress, but you're not pursuing Jesus and those mm-hmm. things in your life are not changing, then you are fooling yourself. Yeah. Because you cannot pursue Jesus and stay the same. No. You can't no. actively pursue Jesus and, and want him instead, choose him instead, mm-hmm. and stay a liar or a cheat or a thief yeah. or a bad mouth mm-hmm. you know you you can't or gossip you can't stay the same we did a whole study in youth a couple months ago about how if you encounter jesus if you really encounter him i'm not talking about going to church or praying a prayer or being baptized or somebody patting you on the back and saying good for you you got saved no i'm saying if you really run into jesus you're changed you are something changes yeah and, and, it, you, and it might be, be a progress. A pro- yes, it might be a progress. Yeah. But you're going to be able to look back in a week, in a month, and say, that situation I would have cussed, but mm-hmm. today I didn't. Or that situation I would have gotten angry, but today I didn't. Or that situation I would have lied, but today I didn't. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a change, and there's going to be a progress yeah. if you are actively pursuing Jesus. And that's that's actually having the the fame of Jesus and having the recognition of Jesus when you see the the product in your life mm-hmm. of him so but uh as you said I, we could probably take this one to an hour and a half podcast but um we're we're a few minutes we over might have to do what part we two said. yeah we week. might have to do part <laughs> two uh once again thanks uh to to the the family that gave uh, this topic and uh, we encourage all of our listeners to contact us if there's something you'd like to have us to talk about something you would like to talk about um you know that that we've had on a previous podcast if you have an opinion of and uh, maybe we can do a podcast one day of visitor or not visitor but listener comments or questions so but uh, that's it for episode 10 of jesus uh, center stage and uh, we'll be back next week with either the continuation of this uh, topic or something brand new. So until then, keep Jesus center stage in your life.